The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Lux presents Hollywood. Lever Brothers Company, the makers of Lux Toilet Soap, bring you the Lux Radio Theater. Starring Ronald Reagan and Lily Palmer in Cloak and Dagger. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. William Keeley. Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. One of the high points of a most successful season in this theater was the presentation just two weeks ago of Random Harvest, from the novel by James Hilton. Because we have received so many letters of thanks and commendation, we'd like to extend our thanks again to Mr. Hilton for his contribution to our enjoyment. And tonight, we bring you another exciting evening on this stage, with Milton Sperling's current screen hit of the wartime OSS or Office of Strategic Services, that gallant band of secret agents who operated under the descriptive symbol of the cloak and dagger. And our stars are the often requested Ronald Reagan and that new and captivating personality, Lily Palmer, recreating her original screen role. Lily Palmer's excellent stage performances are among my pleasanter memories of London during the otherwise grim months of war, when luxuries were few and such a thing as Lux Soap was a highly cherished treasure. Little did I think that I'd be working with her five years later in this theater, or that I'd be praising Lux Soap from this stage. But I can assure you I was very grateful even then for every cake of Lux and for the simple luxury it offered. Just as I'm sure we're grateful now to Lux Soap for helping us present Act One of Cloak and Dagger, starring Ronald Reagan as Jesper and Lily Palmer as Gina the girl of the Italian underground who tells our story. We did not know in those early weeks of 1945 that in a few months it would all be over. The Nazis would surrender, Mussolini would be dead, and the stunning silence of peace would come again to Italy. Least of all did we know that thousands of miles away, in a little college town in the United States, our destinies were being shaped by two men, clearly known even in their own country, one of whom we should never see, and the other for whom some of us would die. Well, don't look so surprised, Jesper. It's high time I locked you up. Been years, hasn't it? Clem, not since the alumni dinner in 39. <laughs> 
Yeah, you're a hard man to find, even if you are on the faculty. I've been wandering through cellars, breaking down doors. This is a strange place to have a laboratory. What are you hiding down here? What are you hiding, Clem? I thought you were in the Army. I am. Why the civilian clothes? I'm in the OSS. Never heard of it. I'm glad you haven't. I'm not supposed to get any publicity. It's the Office of Strategic Services. The Cork and Dagger Boys. Sounds romantic. Oh, sure. Very. Um, our things in nuclear physics. Ah, so-so. It's hush-hush, too. Government work. I know. You're working on the Manhattan Project. Now, wait a minute. Ah, you wait. Yes. Take a look at this report. What is it? Came in by radio from one of our men in France. His report isn't complete. They broke in and shot him while he was sending it. His job was to tell us what the railroads were carrying into Germany. Forty carloads of pitch blend. Yeah, 250 carloads in 30 days. Pitch blend. And they've taken the entire output of Monazat in Norway. Alva, I'm here because I had to get to someone fast who can give me some answers. Well, pitch blend for uranium. Monazite for thorium. And carload quantities aren't for the laboratory. They're for large-scale operations. Think they're working on the atom bomb, too? They've got the brains. They know as much about nuclear fission as we do. Well, they are working on it. I see. You know, when I started this work, for the first time in my life, I was sorry I ever saw a laboratory. If anybody is going to develop an atom bomb, you want it to be us, not the Nazis. Not much choice in that. Alva, we've got to know how far the Germans have gone. Most of our agents simply aren't equipped. They don't know what to look for. They're missing clues. We've got to get more scientists in our outfit. What about what I'm doing here? I'm authorized to take you off. You know the problem. You're single. You know languages. It won't be for long, but you've got to volunteer. Well, there was a time when I thought I'd like to be a secret agent. I gave it up at the age of nine. But okay, brother, if they want me. Ah, thanks. Oh, I thought this along this photograph. You know this woman? Of course I know her. She's Dr. Catherine Loder. One of the great ones, Clem. Mm-hmm. Used to be my scientific pinup girl before Hungary sold out to the Nazis. I suppose now she's right in the center of German atomic work. Dr. Loder's in Switzerland. Since when? Two weeks. She got away from them. She's in a hospital in Zurich. Pneumonia. Now, last Sunday, she asked to see the American consulate. She wants to talk to one of our scientists. You don't know what a break this is. Why, if she's just out of Germany, she can probably tell us... Nah, I'm not feeling so happy about it and pack a bag. We'll have you in Zurich in two days. <laughs> businessman from Chicago named Andrew Wilson. An agent called Trent would contact him and tell him where to find Madame Loder. He landed without incident at the airport in Zurich. Your passport, monsieur? Ah, yes. Andrew Wilson, Chicago, Illinois, USA. Uh, your business, please. It's all on the paper. Uh-huh. Not sure what jewelry importers. I'm here to place some orders for my concern. Uh, you will forgive these formalities, Monsieur Wilson. A neutral country must be most cautious these days. That will be all. Thanks. Oh, uh, can I get a taxi cab to the hotel? You will find cabs at the entrance, sir. Your hotel is just around the corner. Hey, for a cab driver, you speak pretty fair English. My name's Trank. Dr. Lotus at the Angela Hospital, room 168. Is there under the name of Mrs. Hackerty? Got it? Yeah, check in at your hotel and go and see her as soon as you can. I'll phone you later this afternoon. Two hours later, in the Angela Hospital, a frail old woman known as Mrs. Hackerty had a visitor. I've the nurse away, Mr. Wilson. Only your name is not Wilson, is it? 
No, it's Albert Jesper. Jesper, oh, I know your work. Oh, thank heaven you've come. You don't know how indebted I am to you. To me? No, Madam Loder. I who am indebted to you. The whole world indebted to you. And what will the world think of me when I leave this hospital and return to the Nazis? Return? I thought I would be safe here in Switzerland, but I'm not. They know I am here. Yesterday I got a letter. I am to go to Italy to work with Polder. Giovanni Polder? Yes. If I refuse, ten anti-Nazi Hungarians are to be taken out of concentration camps and shot each day. So the Germans are working on atomic weapons. Italians, too. It is all coordinated. Then what would happen if your work helps them succeed? What will happen if I stay here? I cannot live knowing that innocent people are being shot every day because of me. I'll take poison. I can't decide any other way. Suppose you went to Dr. Porter, but you did not succeed. Suppose you met obstacles in your work, delays, miscalculations. Yes. Yes, that is possible. And if you felt strong enough for us, you could help us with information, too. There are ways of communicating. Many ways. Oh, believe me, I would be strong enough for that. I'll need every scrap of information you already have. The nurse. I'm sorry, madame, but the doctors are waiting for you. Your x-ray. They keep worrying over my lungs, Mr. Wilson. I'll wait. No, no, come back tomorrow morning. I'll have more strength then, and we can talk all day. Yes, ma'am. Alva Jesper went back to his hotel. As yet, Frank had not telephoned. Jesper left word if any calls came, he'd be in the hotel cafe. You didn't finish your dress, did you? What? Oh. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Oh, do you have to leave? Well, no, I don't suppose so. Well, sit down at my table, then. It's not as crowded as the bar. You've been watching me? Well, I've been watching that man who was trying to pump you. Hey, you talk like an American. I am. Wonderful. Oh, my name's Wilson, Andrew Wilson. How do you do? Mine's Mrs. Dawson. And, uh, the man at the bar? Matthew, Gustavo. Oh, not very dangerous, but a frightful bore. Better stay away from him. I beg your pardon, Mr. Wilson. Yes? Telephone, sir. Will you excuse me, Mr. Dawson? If you promise to come back. It's weeks since I talked to an American. There's a phone at the cashier section. Hello? This is Frank. Listen carefully. Don't say anything you don't have to. Yes? We're in trouble. And incidentally, that Tootsie is sitting with us, one of the slickest operators on the other side. Oh, fine. Well, there's something we can do about it. 
start falling for this, Mrs. Dawson. See you as often as you can. I'll get in touch with you in a couple of days. Oh, but what am I supposed to... Just do as I say, huh? Be nice to Mrs. Dawson, and by the end of the week, we'll be ready to act.
A week later, on a dark, rainy night, an American submarine surfaced a couple of miles off the Italian coast. They came ashore in a rubber raft, Jasper and a man with whom we'd worked before, Pinky, an Italian-American. We drove to Livorno in a truck, the two newcomers, the old man Marsoli, the truck driver, and I. I still don't understand it, Pinky. How can we pull a stunt like this and not even get stopped? Don't they patrol the beaches? <laughs> you, you underestimate our associates, my friend. They made very careful plans, all for your benefit. What about this truck? I suppose they rented from Mussolini. Mm, sort of. By day, the driver works for the water department. By night, he works for us. All right, Smoke. Sure, go ahead. Uh, before you blow out the match, I'll, uh, I'll introduce you formally. Gina, Marsali, meet my friend. His name is Dr. Albert Jetsman. You can call him Al. Hello, Al. And what kind of name is that for a doctor? He's a scientific doctor. Has no pills for you, old man. You both speak English. That's good. For 12 years, I worked in Omaha, Nebraska, a long time ago. And uh, you, Gina? Blow out the match. You'll burn your fingers. Oh, Gina's a very serious girl, Al. Always worried. I'm not worried. Any chance of this truck getting stopped? Yes. They may even search back here, but we have done. The chance we take. Uh, meanwhile, give him all the information you have on Giovanni Polder. Does Polder know he's coming? No, Al's going to surprise you. That's crazy. Gina, this is a very important mission. All of us have one job to do. It's to take Al to Professor Polder and then take him out again. You will never be able to see Polder in the morning. From 8 o'clock until noon, he is in a laboratory in one of the government buildings. And then? He comes home for noon dinner. After that, he sleeps for one hour. And then he works in his study. Who's in the house, Gina? A housekeeper, old woman, nice, stupid. A cook, good cook, fascist. And five secret police. Two for day, two for night. And a chief named Luigi. You checked all this? Checked from the cook when I got him drunk one night. Checked from Dr. Romoli, who was pulled as dentist and a friend of ours. And checked by my own eyes every day. Well, Al, now you know what a first-rate courier can do. You're all right, Gina. I'll get your job at it after the war. I don't like you to talk like that. No, I was only joking. I don't like you joking. I'm sorry. So what do you know about this, Luigi? Very smart man, thinking. Well trained by the Nazis. That's comforting. Incidentally, where do I stay? Oh, Gina, you still have that broken-down apartment? Yes. You can both stay there tonight. I'll try to see Polder tomorrow. To get you inside Polder's house, that's not our job. That will be entirely up to you. That understood? It's understood. Well, cheer up, Gina. We're heroes. Haven't you heard? Heroes can die only once. In a moment, we'll return with Act Two of Cloak and Dagger. Meanwhile, here's Libby Collins, our Hollywood reporter. What's new, Libby? Remember the woman in white, Miss Keeley? Wilkie Collins' famous novel? Mm -hmm. I should say so. Full of thrills and chills, I might add. Well, so is the picture that Warner Brothers has just adapted from the novel. What a villain that Sidney Jean Street has. As the sinister Count Fosco, there's an art scoundrel for you. And a very subtle one, too. As Eleanor Parker in the title role discovers. And so does Alexis Smith, a rescuer. Aside from their fine acting, I think our friend John Kennedy here will agree they're both extremely easy on the eyes. Right, John? Ah, strikingly lovely, both of them. But then, of course, they're, they're Lux girls. Yes, they are, John. And I happen to know the cameraman found both stars a joy to work with. No close-up problems there. Remember that scene in The Woman in White, Libby, 
Well, Eleanor Parker carries a, a lighted candle down a flight of underground steps. Oh, yes. Wasn't that eerie? Yeah. You know, the candle wasn't strong enough to register on the screen, so Eleanor had to have an electric bulb concealed in her dress. The light is full on her face, an exacting test for any girl's complexion. Certainly is, Libby. But when a girl has a lovely Lux complexion like Eleanor Parker's... Or like Alexis Smith. Or like nine out of ten screen stars, for that matter. She needn't share the close-up test of bright, revealing light. No. Because she's sure of a gentle, effective beauty care. A complexion care that makes skin softer, smoother. Really gives it that springtime look. Yes, screen stars find that daily facials with fragrant white Lux toilet soap do make skin lovelier. Tests by skin specialists prove it. In actually three out of four cases, skin improved in a short time. I wish every woman who wants a nicer complexion would try Lux soap care. It's quick and easy. But my, how it works. Remember, Lux Toilet Soap is Hollywood's own beauty soap. Here's your producer, William Keeley. We continue with Act Two of Cloak and Dagger, starring Ronald Reagan as Jester and Lily Palmer as Gina. The next day, I left them in my room. Jester, Pinky, and the old man... And I watched Professor Polar's house until I saw him return. Two hours later, Jasper walked up to the heavy iron gate and rang the bell. What is it? I am Dr. Noheim at the Kaiser Wilhelm Institute in Berlin. I have to talk with Professor Polar. You are alone? I am. Come with me. The guard took him to the man chiefly responsible for Professor Polar's safety. The man named Luigi. So, you are Dr. Norheim from the Kaiser Wilhelm Institute in Berlin. I am here to confer with Professor Polder. Strange. We were not advised of your coming. You uh, have identification? Certainly. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, take me to him, please. I will take you to the library. If the professor will see you, he will be there in a moment. All right, I'm very pleased to meet you. Please be seated. I'm not from Berlin, Professor, and I'm not Dr. Noheim. I'm an American physicist, and my name you is... You are. I don't care what your name is. I'm an American. You've got to listen. You seem to come here. How dare you put me in such danger? A few years ago, you wrote me a letter. At the end of it, you said, Only a free science in the service of all humanity can be a good science. Who are you? Halva Jesper. This is impossible. I refuse to say another word. Do you realize what you are doing? Jesper. Alpha, Jesper. Yes, Professor? You rang, didn't you? Oh, I, I am sorry, Luigi. I seem to be out of... of matter. Here. Yeah. Thank you. Luigi? Yes? We are to be alone, Dr. Nahon and I. And you Thank you. I... I can't betray a fellow scientist. But we have nothing to talk over. Nothing. Professor Porter, you're working on nuclear fission for the Nazis. But I can't believe you're doing it willingly. What does it matter? You had no right to jeopardize me by coming here. Catherine Loader gave me the right. Catherine? I spoke with her just before the Nazis killed her. Catherine? Dead? Murdered. Because she wouldn't let criminals use her knowledge. So what do you want? That they should murder me too? I only want information. And I want my life. All right, despise me. I don't care. I care about myself. Only myself. I don't believe you. What hold do they have on you? Hold? No hold. I'm as free as air. 
is the only person in the world I care about. My daughter Maria. They have her. They let her send me a postcard once a week. And I let them pick my brain. Once a week I cry. The other nights I drink. Now they threaten to take Maria into Germany. And still you serve them. For her, I'll serve anyone. Suppose she were safe in another country. What? Where is she? Perugia. She is permitted to live under guard at the Hotel Excelsior in Perugia. Oh, let her be in England, in America. Give me one letter in her handwriting and I... We can do better than that. We can take you out, too. Take me out? It can be arranged, if you will trust me. Trust you? No. No. I've lived too long under fascism. I trust no one. But they bargain I made. If you help me, I help you. Until then... Don't think I'm a fool. Until then, I'll tell you nothing. You think he means it, that he won't talk until his daughter's safe? I know he means it, Pinky. Getting her out, that will not be easy. How do we go about it? Marcelli and I will go about it. You stay put. How long do you think you can wander around Italy without running into the Gestapo or the Italian intelligence? You stay put or the deal's off. Where do I stay? This is the best place for him. With Jean. Now, just keep out of sight and wait. If we find Paul's daughter, I'll put a notice in the papers announcing the death in action of, uh, of Lieutenant, Lieutenant Ronaldo Amati. Amati? Now, when you see it, go to Romo. He's Paul's dentist. He'll have the professor in his office. There are partisan airfields in the north. A plane, probably British, will take you out. Gina, you know the vineyard for now? Yes. Well, take Paul to there. What if you don't get his daughter? What if we don't hear from you? Fortunes of war. Uh, you'll be on your own, man. Come, old man, we... We have an appointment at Perugia. Better you first look out the door, Gina. There's no one at all. Stand back. <laughs> well? <laughs> no, no, just, just the cat in the hallway. It's all clear. Arrivederci. Good luck to us all. Having me on your hands is a little more than you bargained for. Please stop looking me over. Well, you're nice to look at. Just like the scene in the opera we are. The people go. The young couple is left alone. Only there isn't any music. And you are not a tenor. Have it your own way. Hey, that cat. Are we going to have to listen to that all night? You will be in that room with the door closed. Well, sounds hungry. Got any milk? Milk? Oh, I remember. Comes from cows, no? Good for babies. Maybe a piece of bread. The American likes pets, hmm? Here you find pets in butcher shops. This one's been lucky so far. Now, please go into the other room now. I'm tired. Tell me something. How does a girl like you get used to this kind of life? Do you think anyone gets used to it? I think you do wonderfully. I never knew a girl with so much courage. Courage? <laughs> you know nothing about cats and nothing about people. You will live like... like Lazarus. You lie in the grave waiting for the Savior to come. Well, go now. It's, it's better if you get some sleep, too. Good night. Well, I don't hear the cat anymore. Even cats learn it's no use to cry. They do, huh? Kitty, 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 kitty. All right, get in here. I hope she has fleas. A scrap of bread, she said. Well, here's a scrap of bread. Now, you shut up or I throw you out the window. Good night, Gina. Good night. Al? Yes? I don't mean all I say. I know you don't. I don't mean anything. Anything. 
Jane, are you all right? Answer me.
I got nervous waiting for him. I tried to keep busy. What is it? A problem in mathematics. <laughs> I don't believe you. I imagined I was riding one of those wooden horses. I tried to figure out how far I would go altogether, going around and up and down at the same time. Oh. This place must have been a nice one. Kids, music. Ever come here, Gina? Before the war, only the music played Giovinetta all the time, you know, the fascist song. Spoiled it for me. Come here with a boy? Yeah. One you liked? Yeah. He played the cello. Where is he now? Somewhere. Without his cello. Maybe after the war I might come back, Gina. And I'd bring you here. And the music would be different. You won't come back. I might. Why not? Well, it's time we got out of here. It's safe to go now. Oh, yes. I almost forgot about that apartment. With the bath. Comfortable to open your eyes. I'm combing my hair. Hmm. So you are. What are you humming? Nothing. Tonight I am free war Gina. I teach my little children in school. Wednesday I play chamber music. I'm very innocent. <laughs> and I'm easy to bluff. Coming here has done all that to you? You'll see. I'm still pretty, hmm? Oh, so-so. Well, even if you don't think so, all the fascist men I meet, they tell me I'm pretty. I'm no fascist. Why do you say that? You brought it up. <laughs> You're jealous, I suppose, hmm? Do you think I shouldn't be jealous? Do you want me to sing for you? Do you want me to dance for you? Maybe I am jealous, Gina. Maybe more than anything in the world I want to tell Don't you. make love to me. Don't be somebody I like. If you feel like kissing me and I feel like kissing you, shall we kiss? But don't be serious. In my job, I kiss without feeling. Last week, a Gestapo man with a silly mustache. <laughs> Next week, a fat pig from the pussy. <laughs> What is it? Why do you insist on punishing yourself? You think... You think it's good to be a courier in the underground? You think it's exciting? Heroic? No. If you fight scum, you become scum, that's all. No, I know what you are. Not so far from that little girl in the photograph. Not so far... See who it is. Good evening, Signora. Good evening. We are from the convent, Signora. We are collecting for the war orphans. If you could help, please. Uh, my purse. Just a moment. Thank you. Thank you. A few lira, anything. Here. God bless you. What? Two sisters collecting for war orphans. Anything wrong with that? Turn out the light. Why? I want to look out the window. What are you worried about? They're not real sisters. How do you know? 
They're stopping at an automobile parked at the corner. We're being watched. Let me look. Stay away from the window. Now, wait a minute. I say we have to go. I feel scared inside, and I follow my feelings. Is anyone getting out of the car? No. The car's leaving. Well, if there's no police, the car wouldn't have left. I know something is wrong. We must get out and quick. Well, we can stay here for the night. Back at the merry-go-round. If the moon is bright, you can work on your problem. Up and down and around at the same time. And tomorrow? Tomorrow we'll move on. But two people under suspicion, we got away off the easy. I trust my feelings. I'm shaking, Al. I'm shaking all over. Come here. Stay close to me, Gina. Now you've got to peace, Gina. Every day, you fall apart a little more. Too much worry. Too much fright. Too much death. Gina, you're going to be all right. Don't worry. I want you to like me, Al. I want you to be jealous of me. I want you to think I'm a girl in a white dress who's never been kissed before. For three days we kept moving, a big circle, mostly in the countryside but close enough so I could walk to the city to get the newspapers every afternoon. And then I found it. A notice of death. What we had been waiting for. Are you sure? Let me see. Pinky said Amadi, Ronaldo Amadi. It's here, Al. Lieutenant Ronaldo Amadi. It means Pinky got her out. Polder's daughter. Yes. Now we go to Romilly. Paul Polder's dentist. Pinky said Polder would meet us there. But then what? We'll know soon enough. The nightmare's over, Gina. Mm. And another one starts getting Polder and his daughter out. We'll manage. We'll do fine. Oh, Al. Yes? Al, in our work, you meet a man or a woman for a day or a week, and then goodbye. But in one day, hearts come close. Maybe in peacetime, I don't even look at you. Maybe I say, silly American tourist. But now I tell you, I like very much this American. I wanted to know. Why only life, Gina? It's better, easier. Why? Sometimes it's better. Now stop looking at me. We've got to go to Romilly. We pause now for station identification. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. has been discovered on the stage of the famous Pasadena Playhouse, but our guest this evening is the very first to be spotted in the audience by a talent scout. A canny scout he turned out to be, because since then, Margaret Fields, Paramount Scarlet, has been cast in role after role. How many parts have you had, Margaret? 
13 so far, Mr. Keeley. And when I'm not actually working myself, I spend much of my time on the sound stages watching the stars work. An enjoyable way to learn about movie making, isn't it, Margaret? It certainly is. And that was especially true when I watched the filming of Tainted Sisters. <laughs> no wonder. It's an excellent comedy with two unusually gifted actresses, Veronica Lake and Joan Caulfield. That's right. And you simply love Veronica and Joan as two glamorous gold diggers. They're adorable. They are indeed. You know, perhaps that's why Barry Fitzgerald plays his role of guardian angel so convincingly. Perhaps. You see, he has the job of reforming them. Well, most actors would tell it that role. Reforming two such gorgeous blondes. And here's one special charm they have in common. How about it, John Kennedy? Yes. Anyone who wants to see two of the prettiest Lux girls in Hollywood ought not to miss the Sainted Sisters. It's double proof of how effective Lux soap care can be. Oh, yes, Mr. Kennedy. Both those lovely stars depend on daily beauty facials with Lux toilet soap. It's so important to have nice-looking skin when you work in pictures. I wouldn't dream of missing my Lux soap facials ever. Easy to see you're a Lux girl, too. Thanks, Miss Margaret Field, for reminding our listeners that fragrant white Lux toilet soap is Hollywood's own complexion soap. Nine out of ten screen stars recommend it, you know. So, why not take a tip from the world's loveliest women? Begin using Lux Toilet Soap for your precious complexion tomorrow. We return you now to William Keeley. Our curtain rises on Act Three of Cloak and Dagger, starring Ronald Reagan as Jesper and Lily Palmer as Gina. <laughs> Nightmare's over, he had said. We'll manage. Romilly, the dentist, had his office in a small building with two or three other medical men. You entered the building from a courtyard. There was a fountain there, even flowers. And somewhere in a cafe nearby, men were singing. Yes, the nightmare seemed over. Except, standing near the fountain was the man who always watched over Professor Polder. Luigi, of the secret police. Luigi, what's he doing here? Waiting for Polda. Is there any other way of getting into Romilly's office? No. You wait here. What are you going to do? Al, there's no time. I couldn't kill him. You could. But we can't risk, risk a shot. I'll walk in there, and I'll, uh, I'll start talking to him. What if he recognizes you? Maybe he knows who you are. But by that time, you can come up behind him. Use the butt of your gun. I walked into the courtyard. I was not very artful about it. I stopped near Luigi and started to straighten my stocking. He came over. He smiled and started to talk. And Get then... into the doorway, Luigi. Put down that gun. Are you crazy? I'm from the police. Get into that doorway. If it's money you want, you and this girl, I... I... Dr. Noheim. Sure, Dr. Noheim. Keep moving. Suddenly, Luigi picked him and drew a gun. <laughs> I threw myself on his arm and just forgot his hand around Luigi's throat. Jester, <laughs> he couldn't kill a man. Tina, hurry. Get Polder. When I returned with Polder, he was dragging Luigi's body behind some bushes. The man in the cafe was still singing, Vieni Suma, come to the sea. All at once I remembered it. A song my father used to sing to me on the warm summer evening. You, you had better drive. You're ill. It, it is nothing. A little too much excitement at my age. I, I'll be again all right as soon as I see my daughter. Start the car around the corner. 
This woman is, is Mrs. Dawson. She's from the Gestapo. My daughter. In the cemetery of Perugia, Professor. She died six months ago. No. No, that's impossible. She's been writing to me every week. <laughs> the handwriting is so easy to imitate. Yes, Dr. Gestapo? Someone's out there. Achille, turn out the light. German. German soldiers. Sit down, everyone. They followed me here. They won't shoot. Not unless you leave no other choice. No one there. Listen. The house is surrounded. Open the front door. Come out one by one. It's no use. The house is surrounded. Throw away your guns and go out with your hands up. It's your only chance. Chance for what? We fight. Achille, shoot. I take the back window. Make one move toward that window and... Thank you. Thank you, Gina. For a man, it is that nice to shoot women. But for woman to shoot woman, <laughs> that I like. They're running for cover out there. Looks like they got to take their time about it. Yeah, they can afford to. Probably have a whole crowd regiment out there by daylight. But we can last till then. We've got guns and ammunition. And give me a rifle. Uh-uh. Al, sometimes one guy carries a ball, sometimes another. There's a way out of here through the cellar. Grab the professor and Gina and beat it. I can't do it, thank you. Now, don't go soft on me now. There isn't time. You'll have to walk to the airfield. That plane won't wait if you're not there. Why don't we all try it together? Because the only way you can make it is if we do enough shooting to convince them we're all still here. Now, go on. Get going. No, thank you. My orders were to get you into this country and get you out of it. Gina, get him out through the trap door. That's an order. Al, professor, this way. I cannot go any further. My leg. Wait, I'll carry you. Let me die. Let them kill me. Like they killed her. That woman, maybe she was lying. You can't give up now. How much farther? Half a mile, maybe. Maybe less. The plane's landed. We heard the motors. Don't worry, though. They'll wait. Give them a few more minutes. They will be here. What about that man, Pinky? Why isn't he here? The shooting makes their trouble. Well, if there's trouble, what are you partisans doing here? Poonar has given orders to protect the British airplane. Oh, thanks. Well, I'll give them five minutes, and then we go. They're coming, Pietro! You see, I tell you they come. The enemy is there, you know. Well, them up, They're coming. Professor Poonar, get him in a plane. Be careful, his legs hurt. Just for you and that girl, get aboard right away. Gina. No, Al. No. These men, Jim. Maybe I stay with them. Maybe I, I go I go back to Livorno. Gina, after the war. Who knows what will be then? I'm coming back. Things change. People change. I'm coming back for you, Gina. Yes, sir. Please. Who knows? Don't you want me to? If you don't, then say so. Say it now. Yeah. Hello? <sighs> More than you live, Come back for me. Please, come back for me. I will, darling. I'll be back. In May, the war in Europe was over. I came back to Livorno, but there was no one I could go to. Our friends were dead and all but forgotten already. I wandered over to the amusement park. Physically, it was still unchanged. But people were there, and in the ruins, children were playing, as if the will to erase the indignities of war would mend the broken horses of the carousel. 
and the broken heart. There was even music. For these are a people for whom music and singing are like bread and wine. And then I saw Gina. And she stood there, insensible, staring at me like someone turned to stone. And I went to her. And the stone melted with her tears. Exciting drama, thrillingly performed. Our thanks to Ronald Reagan and Lily Palmer. Come back, you two, and take a well-deserved bow. And Lily, I'm sure our listeners join Ronnie and me and all our cast in welcoming you to Lux. Well, it's been a pleasure, Bill. I haven't made many radio appearances. I've been in America for very long. But I've fallen in love with everything about it. And I'm sure that America and Hollywood return that compliment, Lily. You know, I was pretty sure you'd go on American, Lily, when I saw you the other night at the Hollywood ballpark. <laughs> I imagine you find baseball very different from the cricket that you used to see in England. Well, of course, uh, in cricket, two batters go to bat at the same time. Oh, what the Dodgers wouldn't give for a setup like that. <laughs> but doesn't that make the game a little complicated? Oh, not at all, Ronnie. It's simple. Yes, after the batsman takes his stand, the bowler delivers a fast googly down the popping grease. <laughs> of course, it could be a swerve instead of a googly. Oh, of course. <laughs> and then the batsman returns a daisy cutter, trying to clear the leg and short slip, and a long on and a long off. In other words, he scores a hit. But does he score a run? Oh, you score six runs on a hit. Six runs? Now I know DeRocher ought to hear about this. <laughs> and when the game's over, I suppose each team says to the other, ripping show, lads. No, no. There's a common saying after every game. And that is? We was robbed. <laughs> well, Lily, I can see you're familiar with at least one phase of baseball. And I suspect from that lovely complexion, you're familiar with another great American institution, Luxo. That I am, Bill. As you suggested earlier tonight, it was a wonderful luxury when I was in England. And over here, of course, I never intend to be without it. A loyalty that's shared with many lovely American stars, Lily. And, incidentally, we have some interesting stars for next week. What play are you presenting, Bill? A brand-new screen hit and a thrilling drama of suspense and oriental mystery. Its title, Intrigue. Our stars, George Raft and June Havoc, playing the roles that they perform so ably on the screen. Well, I don't know whether that's a googly or a swerve, Bill, but it does sound like great entertainment. Good night. Good night. Good night and many, many thanks. Libby Collins with some important news for the homemakers in our audience. How would you like some modern, heavy-gauge aluminum ware for your kitchen and save from 33 and a third to 50% on it? Imagine, a set of two 8-inch cake pans worth $1.15 for only 75 cents. Or a two-quart covered saucepan or a 9-inch fry pan worth $2 each for only $1 apiece. They're famous regal aluminum ware made of heavy-gauge aluminum with inside sunray finish. And no twist, no burn handles. The last word in modern kitchenware. You can get these wonderful values when you send in box tops or wrappers from any two of these famous lever products. Lux Flakes, Rinso, Lux Toilet Soap, Life Boy, Swan, 
silver dust, or thigh. Your dealer is running a buy-two sale of lever products. He'll give you free order blanks for these handsome aluminum pieces and complete details for mailing in your order. Just send your money, together with box tops or wrappers, from two lever products and your name and address to Lever Brothers Company, Homemakers Club, Box 1, New York City. Orders will be sent post-paid within three weeks. This order expires August 1st, 1948, is good only in continental United States, including Alaska and Hawaii, and is subject to any state and local regulations. Get one of these handy order blanks at your dealer's tomorrow. Lever Brothers Company, the makers of Lux Toilet Soap, join me in inviting you to be with us again next Monday evening when the Lux Radio Theater presents George Raff and June Havoc in In Train. This is William Keeley saying goodnight to you from Hollywood. <laughs> Ronald Reagan is currently appearing in the Warner Brothers production, Voice of the Turtle. Lily Palmer may currently be seen in the Milton Sperling production of My Girl Pisa. The screenplay, Cloak and Dagger, was based on a book by Corey Ford and Alistair McBain. Heard in our cast tonight were Jeff Chandler as Pinky, Herbert Butterfield as Polda, and William Johnstone, Norman Field, Regina Wallace, Robert Griffin, Marjorie Hochelle, Ben Wright, June Whitley, Jay Novello, Jack Petruzzi, Eddie Mara, Charles Latour, Janet Scott, and Robert Conte. Our music was directed by Louis Silver. This program is rebroadcast to our men and women overseas through the worldwide facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. And this is your announcer, John Milton Kennedy, reminding you to join us again next Monday night to hear Intrigue with George Raft and June Havoc. Ladies, get Pepsi and sensational bargain offer. The Lana Turner ballpoint pocket perfumer. Regular $1.95 value, yet it's yours, plus a supply of Harriet Hubbard Ayer's U Perfume for only 50 cents. Fashion's newest accessory for carrying perfume, designed for Lana Turner, who stars opposite Clark Gable in MGM's hit Homecoming. Send 50 cents with both blue and flat from any Pepsodent carton to Pepsodent, Box 776, Chicago, Illinois. Offer good United States and territories only. Send tonight. Be sure to listen next Monday night to the Lux Radio Theater presentation of Intrigue with George Raft and June Havoc. Stay tuned for My Friend Irma, which follows immediately over most of these stations. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. KNX AM and FM Los Angeles. 25 seconds before 7 p.m. B-U-L-O-V-A, Boulevard Watch Time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.